So Austin, I'm going to give you a charge, and I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to do something a little different. I'm going to give it to you from a verse that is highly contested in all the critical textual debates. The text is receptive on one side, and the critical text on the other side argue all day long about this. But it's that doxology at the end of the Lord's Prayer. Thine is the kingdom and power and the glory forever. Amen. And the reason why I'm going to give it to you, I'm going to give you two reasons for it, and then at the end I'll give you two more reasons. Number one, because it's all Bible. If it even if it never belonged, it's all Bible. It's a summarization of 1 Chronicles chapter 21, 10 through 13. After everybody had given generously for the building of the temple, David breaks out in a prayer. And the prayer is, uh, Blessed are you, Lord God of Israel, uh, forever and ever. For yours is the kingdom, the glory, the power. Um, in your hand is power and might. In your right hand there is to give strength and power and so forth. Right? So it's a summarization of Scripture. So if nothing else, it's a good summarization of Scripture. The second thing is, is that the church in its wisdom has used that doxology for almost 2,000 years. You go back to the ancient document called the Didache, which was a, a second, early 2nd century uh, book of church order slash liturgy manual. It's in there, right? So clear back from even there, the church in its wisdom has always thought, in our liturgy at least, Always make sure we have that doxology at the end. If you get done praying for God's kingdom and his name be how his kingdom come, his will to be done, then you turn around and say, for thine is the kingdom of power and the glory forever. Amen. So I want to talk about that verse. So I gave you two reasons why it should, you should use it. But here's three things. So the words are, for thine is the kingdom. Our problem is, is that we often think that means mine is the kingdom. That God's kingdom is my kingdom. That it should be what, that what I want is what God wants. And what we're doing in that prayer is right up front we're saying, no, thine is the kingdom. We're relinquishing all authority or all claims to God's kingdom. It's not my kingdom, it's his. This came home to me one day when I was in Mississippi. I was in Mississippi Valley Presbytery. I was a preacher for a little rural church, Pickens Presbyterian Church. And I was having a conflict with the matriarch of the church. I wanted my kingdom, she wanted her kingdom, and she was used to having her way. And it didn't go well, and so I was frustrated, and I'm driving down into Jackson, Mississippi to go to RTS because my dear friend, Ralph Davis, who is the Old Testament professor there, always let me come in and pour out my heart to him and cry and all of that. And as I'm driving around the circle around Jackson, I saw one of those little churches out there that we love to, to uh, deride. We love to make fun of them, right? And it had this big sign, something about, you know, claim the power or whatever. And out there was a little car. And there was nothing else there. And I looked over in a good, reformed, snide fashion. I thought, that guy's trying to build his kingdom. And it was at that moment I came to realize, no, that's what you're doing. You're thinking that your kingdom is God's kingdom. The two are one. And that doxology at the end, you are actually relinquishing all claim to the kingdom. Thine is the kingdom, not mine. The second thing, and it goes from preaching to meddling, but it's thine is the kingdom and the power. We like to think that we have power. We like to think that we're omnicompetent, that we can put in all the right procedures and everything and get all the right outcomes, right? And we can't. And so that's what Paul says over in 1 Corinthians chapter 3. What is Apollos? What is Paul? Servants through whom you, you believed as the Lord assigned to each. I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the growth. And so as you come to the end of the Lord's Prayer and you use that doxology, you're saying, no, I don't have the power. Thine is the kingdom, thine is the power. And then the last one is thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory 
Now, this goes along with what we said in the sermon about God's glory. What's the chief end of man to glorify God in his forever? It's the chief end of our ministry. Thine is the glory. I like the way John Piper puts it, though. Good, in good Baptist fashion, he decides to change the catechism with one word. What's the chief end of man? The chief end of man is to glorify God by enjoying him forever. And I have to admit, I find that most of us as Presbyterians don't enjoy God very much. And that's part of giving up the, the glory. Actually saying, no, I need to enjoy God. I love the way Augustine puts it in his confessions. If you know anything about the confessions, it's 13 chapters of prayer. Right? So where's Ryan Baker? This is a great role model for the telling your story thing and counseling. Right? Augustine's confessions. As he tells his whole story, it's all in prayer. But it's chapter 10 when he says, in prayer, he says, there is, a, there is a joy which is not given to the ungodly, but to those who love you for your own sake. Who love you for your own sake. Whose joy you yourself are. And this is the happy life. To rejoice to you, of you, for you. This is true joy, and there is no other. Glorifying God by enjoying Him. For His own sake. Not what you can get out of Him. Right? And so that's what's going on as we pray that doxology at the end of the Lord's Prayer. We are, the third reason to do this is that we are actually claiming to relinquish the kingdom, relinquish the power, relinquish the glory. And what that means is, is that we're actually taking the first step to the answer to the Lord's Prayer. Stop. Your kingdom come, your hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done, etc. Okay, Lord, starting here. Thine is the kingdom, thine is the power, thine is the glory. That's the first part. The second thing, or the fourth reason to use that doxology, it's all about Jesus. You think about John chapter 8. Jesus says, I don't come and speak on my own authority. I come at the authority of the Father who sent me. Right? It's all the fact that he's, he is Father-focused. And then in chapter 12, he says, when he knows he's about to be crucified, that that, that moment is now coming. He says, now the Father is glorified. I mean, that doxology is, is all about Jesus. And what's happening is that as we pray that, we are saying, okay, Lord, now here's the first part of the answer to that prayer. I relinquish all kingdom, power, and authority with my Lord Jesus. That's your charge. And if Jason doesn't do that in, this, in the Lord's Prayer, or Josh, or, or Jacob, they don't add the Lord's Prayer to your service, I'm... I'm bartering with them right now. I'm politicking. You need to use the Lord's Prayer. And do the doxology. Do that little doxology at the end. If for nobody else, for Austin. So every time he prays that, he remembers, I'm relinquishing all kingdom power and glory. Because it's all, the, it's all God's. And Jesus is the way. Let's pray. Lord, in our, in our Lord Jesus' words, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Lord, with Austin we relinquish all claim to the kingdom, the power, and Standing with our Lord Jesus, for us and for our, who came for us and for our salvation, we relinquish our claim to that. We pray that you bless Austin for the days ahead and as he goes through candidacy. We also pray for Aaron as he now is licensed. We pray for Levi as he transfers now into 
to Joppa. We pray, Lord God, that you would smile upon them, that your hand would be upon them all for good. We ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen.